yes. Uh, I am. I am Kenneth Jones. I apologize for the um, for the um, technical difficulties. It was not my fault. Uh, uh, dealing with blog talk, I just want to let the uh, audience know the subjects that we cover on our shows, my show included, is very controversial. It's about dealing with solutions to the African-American problem in this country. I am not the only one. We're not the only organization that has these technical problems. Just last week, uh, my Thursday show, they went offline and came back online the next day. So I talked to some people around the country that have these blog talk, uh, controversial shows. They always experience it difficult. That's I was talking about sports. Uh, 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 plant life, um, uh, relationships, maybe. Oh, it will never be a problem. But since we're talking about difficult issues that plague our community, not in this country old only, but around the world, around the world. So there are entities out there that don't like what we talk about. Back to you, Carlton. And again. On behalf of Queen Mother for Real Media, I'm Kenny Jones, and I apologize for the difficulties. Go ahead, Carl. Okay. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for being patient. I don't know exactly when I was cut off, but the beginning. The beginning. Start from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Should women be required to register for the draft for combat duty? The Senate overwhelmingly passed a $602 billion defense bill that included an amendment that would require women to register for the draft for the selected services. The Senate, for the first time in history, someone expressed concern about a disproportionate amount of black women being drafted or enlisted into the military and thus killed in combat. A woman... Are women at a disadvantage in the conditions of combat? Does a woman's physiology or biological makeup place her at risk of being raped? Is captured? Does it make her an inferior soldier? Is she as strong as a man? Does it make a difference? Is the requirement for women to register for the selected service a precursor for war? Does equality under the law place women in conditions and environments that were not designed to meet a woman's special needs. Are men better suited for war than women? How does war impact on the individual, relationship, family, and the community? A soldier story, the truth about women in ground combat roles. This is a soldier story. This restriction was no doubt designed to elevate the stature of women and give them an opportunity in the military to be equal to men. The result of the move, unfortunately, is likely to be that will place women at a disadvantage and put them in danger greater than that faced by men in combat. Approximately 90% of 
of all military occupations have already been open to women for quite some time. The 10% of the jobs that have been restricted to men only were the front line direct combat roles requiring significant physical strength such as infantry, artillery, and armor. What must always be the overriding, if not exclusive, criteria for making any change in the U.S. military is that it makes the armed forces more effective. Having women serve in 90% of the military jobs they currently do makes sense. Women can and have made significant military contributions in all positions where they have served. But there are some specific combat-related factors that would likely diminish the effectiveness of tactical fighting units if women were included. Says he fought in Desert Storm as an armored cavalry squadron. For literally months, he lived in the tiny space on the inside of his armored personnel carrier with two other men. There was no privacy, no cloisters, sleeping spaces, no restroom. For three men, this is a hardship that doesn't present any operational problem. If one of those crewmen had been a woman or if the crew had been two women and one man, there would have been problems. This soldier um, feels that way about that. No matter what anyone may desire to be true, it would be inviting disaster, disaster to put mixed men and women in such intimate settings and expect there to be no friction. The vast majority of armored crewmen, infantrymen, and artillerymen are roughly between the ages of 18 and 25. According to numerous studies, that age range lines up almost exactly with the height of male sexual desire. Confining men and women of that age in combat or training environments and expect there to be no sexual interaction is naive. There were some will engage in consensual sex, some number of other men will force themselves on women via sexual assault or outright rape. Even when no sexual act takes place, there will certainly be considerable sexual tensions among the crew. Following Desert Storm, he served in a field artillery, artillery unit where the gunners and crew members had to carry 103 pounds of shell. While serving in Afghanistan, he observed infantrymen on patrol who had to carry up to 100 pounds of body armor and equipment. There would likely be a few women who would be able to perform those tasks. These are not inconsequential matters. He said, on 60 Minutes, Women in Combat in 2013, the Marine Corps is under orders to open up this ground Carl, combat. Carl, you have your guest. Carl, you have your guest. Yeah. Oh, our guest is here, Ms. Tisha uh, Brunson. Welcome to Provocative Story. No, that's, that's not her. That's not her. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, it's oh, not my guest. Okay. I'm going to go more. Yeah, here it is. Here she is. Here she is. Here's your guest. Okay. Ms. Tisha Brunson is here. Welcome to Provocative Story. Thank you for having me, Mr. Steed. How are you? All right. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm hanging in there. Okay. So we were just discussing some of the uh, soldier stories, actually, about uh, he was giving his take on how he felt about women being 
integrated with men in combat uh, or close-knit combat situations. The women have been in combat situations since the beginning of wars in America, 1775, just for the record. But if we're talking about... In certain positions, this, this soldier is saying that's not a good thing. Hmm. Well, I don't think it's a good thing either. I mean, I feel like women are capable of doing a lot of things, but, you know, I don't, I don't know. I guess if you're female and you're feminine, I don't think you really want to be fighting. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. But, you know, I, really, I just don't think that the military is really designed for women. Definitely not in combat. Poor combat. Right. The gentleman is saying. He said yeah. certain combat positions are not uh, ideal for mixed gender uh, persons to be, uh, you know, together. Yeah, I believe that. Because then you're going to have some men that are going to feel as though they're supposed to protect women just naturally. So you're not going to be focused on the enemy. You're probably going to be focused on the woman next to you, making sure she's okay. Okay sounds like that's really a dangerous situation. Right. You know, because it's a, it's a male's natural persona to protect a woman. Right. You know, so can you, could you, I mean, I can like picture that. I don't see that being you know, an ideal situation at all. I really don't. Right. Well, I, I mean, I, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you go. This, this is your I time. mean, do I mean, do really does the, do women really want to fight? I mean, I feel like all the women that I've known that have been in the military, you know, there's di- many different roles that a woman can play in the military as far as, right. you know, in the armed services. I've, I've worked with women who have done that. But, I mean, I'm, I don't know. Do we really want to fight? Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, Carlton, tell your people to press <laughs> one if they got a question on statement. Okay, callers, please please press one if you have a question for our guests or for the show or a statement. Hello, Ms. Bronson. Mrs. Bronson. Hi, who's this? It's the engineer and the producer. Oh, okay, I think I know this voice. Hi, Mr. Kenneth. Yes, I I caught the voice this time. (laughs) How you doing? I'm good in yourself. Fine. Good, good, good. But why, I just okay. want to say this, that the United States are, are not the only ones that have women fighting on the front line. Uh, uh, the United Kingdom, Israel, the Middle East countries, there are a lot of countries that have women in combat. Uh, uh, in Vietnam, in Vietnam, the, uh, the U.S. soldiers, for the first time in history, saw women in combat. Like you said, Mrs. Bronson, it was a, a male-dominant uh, thing. But when you're being attacked on your homeland, children even pick up a gun. So everybody gets to the act of fighting on the front line. Right. But, you know, but I wonder in these, other, in these other countries, are these people forced to fight? Yes. Right. It's mandatory they in Israel. Yes, mandatory. Yeah, so all right, so that's a that's an issue. Like, you know, they're being forced to do it. It's not something that they really want to do. They have to. Right. But in 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 the in in the uh, spirit of uh, equality under the law, 
that opens the door for women to be uh, subjected to the same laws that males are subjected to. Right. Women women do, you know, they don't want to be made to feel like they're inferior. I get that. But, you know, once again, we are not men, you know, and some women want, you know, they don't mind that masculinity thing, you know, but, you know, I don't want to be out there like that. That's just me personally. Well, I have a question. What happened mm-hmm. to the Equal Rights Amendment and, and, and the feminists that fought so long that they could do anything a man could do? Mm-hmm. Well, I think really that goes, Well, I mean, I think that goes back to don't tell us that we can't if we want to. That's what that is. That's what that's about. Because, you know, women, we've been doing the jobs of, you know, that were originally thought to be for men for years. You know, I mean, because this is the thing. If some, if my child is under attack or my family, I'm fighting because I'll have to. But I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to do it. But I can if I if I have to. So, I mean, if women want to, that's their choice. But I don't think that, in general, most women really, really want to be fighting. I don't think we do, but we don't want to. We don't want to be made to feel like we can't, or we're not allowed. That's what that is. You can't have it both well, ways, though. Either you're going to fight, or you ain't going to fight. Well, you're right, but then you know. Okay, so if you make a decision that you want to fight, then you're going to have to be a part of whatever comes with that. Right. You know, which is a lot of things that you probably don't want to be subjected to as a woman, but that's your choice. You know, like I said, I've worked with, with a lot of women who have been in the military, they have PTSD, and, you know, and, and these women have told me that they felt like the service just was not conducive to them. Right. I don't think the service, I don't think the military is conducive for anybody, but every country has one. You're right. You're right. I agree with that. You know, You're right. there's death, right. killing, and main. I, I mean, I come from a military family, and and mm-hmm. and... Some of the story, bedtime stories that were told to me was, uh, I don't mean, give you nightmares. But, right. you know, that is war. That is right. battle. And the question right. is, and this has been like a 15-year question since Clinton, do, do the women from the United States, because they're doing other countries, do women from the United States belong in battle, in combat with the man? Mm. You know, I think once they, they'll say yes, and then once they're in it, I don't think they want to remain in it. You know, I don't think they That's really possible. understand what it is. That's possible. That's very but, you possible. know, because I've known women that have, you know, they've done things to get out of the military. So, you know, combat is a part of it. But just the military men have in too. general. Yeah, uh, uh, men have too. Uh, uh, men sign up for these wars and these combats, and once they see the first bullet or hear the first bullet or the first bomb, they are right. urinating their pants and they want to go home. And they be screaming for mama because we talk about kids. We ain't talking about grown women and men. We talk about 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds going to right. fight uh, uh, in battle. And 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 they, I, I mean the commercials, the media—they glorify military. 
be what you all can be, uh, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines, the Coast Guard. But, right. you know, when they, when they get on that battlefield, <laughs> men be punking out too. Right. Women. right. I mean, you know, because like anything, it has its negative points, and fighting is one of them. That's what that is. Because, you know, the military has, you know, good benefits and you know, you can you qualify for a lot of things sometimes, you know, in the military. So like anything, that's that's a part that I'm sure that you probably don't want to deal with. And then if you are dealing with it, you're drinking really bad because you're trying to suppress, you know, what comes with being in that combat piece. I don't think we, we weren't designed to fight. We weren't created for war. So right. we have to, you know, we have to do Hmm? And women weren't designed for war or men, mankind I think man, for period. Mankind, period. But I know women are designed for that. Like I said, I can fight. I will if I have to, but I don't want to. Okay. So, so we have a... Is it, there is a difference between men and women, as you, as you said. I'm, I'm going to... Read something that they say about women. Women's blood contains more water, 20% fewer red cells. Since red cells supply oxygen to the body, she tires more easily and is more prone to faint. When working in a day in British factories under wartime conditions, was increased from 10 to 12 hours. Accidents among women increased 150 percent. Hold on for a minute. The rate of accidents among men did not increase significantly. Excuse me. Someone got their TV on loud, or I hear feedback in the background. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I I hear something. Okay, but did I see? Yes. So you're pretty much saying that women are physically. That's one of the physical differences that you're talking yeah, about. I believe Men are 50% stronger than women in brute strength. Women's heart beat more rapidly than those of men, 80 versus 72 beats per minute. Their blood pressure, 10 points lower than a man, varies from minute to minute. But they have much less tendency to high blood pressure. Female mm-hmm. lung capacity is about 30% less than a male. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes a difference in terms of uh, how funny it is. We have women that run long distance, you know, marathons and things like that. I don't, I, you know. Uh, a woman can withstand high temperatures better than a man because her metabolism slows down less. Mm-hmm. Carl, you have a caller. You have a caller. Uh, Keith, hold on a minute. We have a caller. Welcome to Provide for the I don't want you running across the street. Do you hear me? Three six five six four three six. You're on the line. Please press number one to speak. Hi, this is uh, Chuck. How you doing, Chuck? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. And I think women should uh, be able to uh, serve in uh, active military service without any restrictions, simply because they are women. If a woman qualifies for the same position that a man does, even if it's a combat position, even if it's a specialized combat position, she should be allowed an opportunity 
to uh, work and excel in that position. Because if a man is denied that position, specialized uh, combat position, because he's not qualified, then uh, he would not be given that position. Therefore, any women applying for the same type of combat uh, position, if qualified, they should be allowed to uh, participate to the uh, full uh, advantage that uh, they bring to that uh, that position without any uh, uh, restriction or uh, or prejudice. It's obviously it's obvious that there are differences between men and and women, but I don't think those differences uh, necessarily exclude uh, women from uh, participating in uh, active uh, military service. Again, if she qualifies, she should have that opportunity. Okay. So if you can do the job, then the job is yours. That's right. And and, and to look at it a little further, if if we were uh, fighting in the Pacific as we were in um, World War Two and in Europe, as in World War Two, and the women are at home uh, in the states, uh, working, still working the businesses and in the factories, and maintaining things at home, shouldn't they also be able to defend themselves if there's an attack on the mainland while the troops are away? That's a good I, I, point, and that's the point that Israel, um, one of the points that they made in um, Israel, uh, even though women serve in combat roles, there are certain particular combat roles women have been excluded from, even in Israel. Okay, there must be a reason for that. I'm not a military uh, uh, specialist, but as long as uh, any of the guidelines concerning uh, restrictions are legitimate, do not uh, deny the value of the individual or uh, deny the uh, individual the ability to participate in something for which they are qualified, then that's okay, you know. But uh, military people, I'm sure, study military situations and they know what the needs are for those situations. And I'm sure they're hiring and training uh, according to the things that um, are necessary to uh, be successful in those kinds of positions. Okay. So one author was concerned that war, as you said previously, war not suited for anybody, male or female. Now we're going to subject our females to the same conditions that are harmful to the males. We're going to subject the females to the same type of conditions. We're going to have people coming back with the uh, side effects of war, which would be psychiatric uh, casualties, suffering, going on combat, uh, Mm -hmm. physiological arousal and fear, uh, the... post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, depression, anxiety, uh, injuries, loss of limb, body functions, uh, loss of a family member, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So now Dis- we're going to... Disabilities, loss of limbs, and... Right. Yeah. Uh, mental yeah. health issues, you know, 
And uh, that's going to, he he's basically saying that's going to increase that in our society. Well, it definitely would uh, would increase it among the uh, uh, female uh, population if you're going to have that uh, active uh, uh, particip- participation. Definitely would increase uh, increase that. But um, it's a those fighting things, uh, combat in conflict in war. Um, we have our um, politicians, our diplomats, trying to uh, avoid war through uh, negotiation, and uh, that's always before uh, for war. But nevertheless, I do think that women need to be uh, trained and uh, skilled with uh, at warfare along with men. Right, it would be helpful, right? Right. And I agree with that. But should they be forced into combat situations? That's what the selective services is about. You have to, you know, if you don't register for selective services, you have a mm-hmm. what a $260,000 fine, you got five mm-hmm. years imprisonment, you won't get mm-hmm. federal funding to go to college, which most of us can't even afford that, or job mm-hmm. training, and things like that. You know? Right. I don't, I don't, think, I don't, I don't think at this point um, women should be uh, forced to participate in uh military service, although I wouldn't uh, say that there may not be a situation where women may have to be addre- uh, may have to be drafted along with men, and I think that decision should be made at at the time uh, the circumstances uh, present itself okay. we, have another we have another caller thanks, thanks to caller. Welcome uh, to the Next Hi, can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Okay, good evening. Um, I did want to chime in on um, the, your, your original question that you posed when you opened up the conversation about selective service. And I, I disagree that um, females, and of course I'm, I'm female, I'm a woman, and that um, women should be, um, should be made or forced uh, legally to sign up for selective service. Now, I am in agreement uh, knowing that they are, you know, some of the best and brightest female soldiers that are fighting as we speak now in various countries across the globe, and um, they're they're doing an excellent service, and we thank God for their service, and they volunteered for that, and I, I, I definitely agree with the gentleman caller in that um, – those particular women have volunteered. They were obviously qualified, and that is their desire that they wanted to do. Um, it's 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 not a position for me, nor would I want my daughter to go. However, if my daughter decided to go in the military or my son for that um, instance, I would support them in their effort. I just would not rather my daughter go, but uh, she would be fully qualified to take on that role if she wanted to as far as um, being on the front line for combat. I think if a woman volunteers and she's qualified, then more power to her. But um, I think there should be some restrictions there. Um, But I think just with the way things are going now, um, with so many of our soldiers dying, 
it's very likely that a selective service like mandatory uh, female enlistment is is in our future. Um, so it's it's troubling to me to know that those plans are possibly in the works. I'm not surprised by it, but it is troubling. And lastly, um, I was just looking at an article that's a bit dated. It's from 2011 from DAO, D-A-O, from the New York Times. It says mm-hmm. black women are enlisting in the military at a far higher rate than white or Hispanic women. And they now represent, like I say, it's a bit dated from 2011. They now right. represent nearly a third of all women in the armed forces. And that was from a new research study during that time from the Pew PEW Research Center. Right. That was one of the concerns that an uh, uh, individual I was speaking with had with the uh, forced draft and, and women in the military. But these are women who are enlisted, she said, right? So for opportunity. That's the main reason that they are enlisted to the military. I don't think many people enlist in the military because they want to be a soldier. I think a lot of people enlist because they're going to, they see opportunity that they can't get outside of the military. So, you know, it's an, it's an experience. It's a place you can be trained for work, for specialty training, and you come out of the military, uh, God willing, you survive. You have you have a skill. So many people do that. They say uh, many uh, African-Americans uh, are attracted to that, to the, the skills that the military provide for them, which makes sense. And uh, especially in time of when there's no war, or supposedly no war. It was it's a job war. training program. I beg your pardon? It's a job training program. It's a job training program, one that you, you know, take a, a huge risk, which is you put your life on the line, you know, to get that uh, information and that training. And you get to defend your country. Just for yeah, a record, a lot of us, a, a lot of us are using utilizing the military as a way out. They can't get employment. They can't get in school, so they go to the right. military. Uh, uh, do 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 two to four years, some longer, so they can come out uh, uh, with a GI bill. I don't even know if they still have a GI bill. But well, I know um, you get ten points credit on the on those uh, civil service tests. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You yeah. get 10 points. So but you I, I said that women, I, I said women should be drafted just like the men. If, if the draft should come back, women should be drafted just like the men to fight or, or, or on the front lines in combat because of the feminist movement saying that as equal rights for women, they should be have equal rights to fight. So that's a cultural standard that women don't fight for. They try to keep us out of the military. At one time, they try to keep us from fighting in the military, Uh, black men. So you said women women being excluded from certain military positions, are you saying that that's a cultural phenomenon? That's not uh, the uh, the politically correct, that in terms of the law, women should be included in the uh, selective services and required to report for uh, combat duties because of the yes. law in terms of the uh, law that speaks to equality under the law. Title 21, yes. Yes. 
Okay. Well, just for the record, they for since it, 1775, women have been in combat. It's nothing new. They volunteered. Right. Since 1775, up until presently, they've been in, they've been in, in combat positions. Some, and back in, I think, in the 1700s, they were dressed as, they dressed as men to conceal that, you know, that they were women. Followed their husbands to war as necessary. Many served in the military camps as they worked as laundries, cooks, nurses, but only with permission from the commanding officers if they proved to be helpful. Deborah Sanson served over a year General Washington's army disguised as a man. Being, after being wounded, her gender is discovered, and she is honorably discharged. Two women, this is 1812, Mary Marshall and Mary Allen served as nurses for several months. Most of the time, they don't serve as in combat duty or position, but they're in combat. They had, uh, eight women died in Vietnam. That's, and, and not to, to, list, not to minimize that, but that's not many if you look at the total of deaths in Vietnam. Right. So women are, we have women flying, let me see, aircraft. They just weren't on the ground in the platoons, you know, going out in the bush in the hooch trying to, uh, you know, flush people out or whatever they did over in Vietnam. I don't know. You know, they just weren't in, in you know, doing that. Yeah, but they uh, weren't uh, women there. did not fight. Well, first of all, in Vietnam, there were no such things in front lines. And and the women stayed in the rear. Uh, women stayed in the rear as nurses, clerks, and secretaries. And but like so, I said, there's uh, no rear. Because, you know, right, there's no right. rear, there's no front, there's no back. But I'm, yeah. when you go out to the field, then it, the women weren't there in that position. Right. So when they went out yeah. to the hooch and to the hooch to try to flush people out, the women weren't involved in that situation. Yeah, most of them were in Thailand and South Vietnam before South Vietnam got run over. Right. So, uh, and, uh, yeah, like I said, there was no front line in Vietnam. And, uh, and uh, from my sources, uh, what they told me uh, historically, uh, women were not seen out there unless it was like in a medical station or somebody right. aid. Right. Now, today, women have been in, in combat situations in Afghanistan and so forth like that. But in general, mm-hmm. generally, they have um, not been in that role. Because you know, because in Afghanistan again, like you said, there's really no line. That's kind of like a Vietnam situation. It's no, uh, you're in the community and anything can happen, right? Mm-hmm. Right. right. So, but if you're there on patrol, then you you can have, you could uh, run into gunplay. Uh, the women in Israel guard Israel's border. That's a combat situation. It, it could at any point that someone attacks the border. That becomes a combat situation for that uh, for anybody guarding the, um, the border. But there seems to be some concern about certain combat positions with 
certain soldiers, some soldiers feel women aren't, you know, qualified to uh, hold. And, you know, I'm not a military person. I've never, I don't know what they do. But I know that some women, very few, have made it into Marines, which is, that's a hell of a feat. You know, a lot of guys yeah. don't make it into the Marines, but these women who made it into the Marines, they're not um, going to be, um, they're trained for combat, but they're going to, um, they're not actually going out, going to be sent out to combat, according to uh, I think the Marines. I mean, that might have changed. That, was, that, that information came in 2013, so it's 2016 mm-hmm. now. They might have changed that since oh, 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 the Senate, it passed the bill, you know, and everybody's saying, all right, maybe they need to be, uh, they said open everything up for the woman um, under the, uh, the office of uh, the idea that women should have equal rights, equal rights to men in this country. So as part of the equal rights movement, like the, uh, Chuck said, if you, if you can carry over 100 pounds on your back, run three or four miles, right, fight, yeah. shoot, Set explosives, uh, read maps, uh, know how to uh, camouflage yourself. What's the problem? Maybe a woman's lung, smaller lung capacity is not making that big of a difference because we have a, a few, there's only a few women who are in the Marines. Well, you have a few that pass the Marine test and they do pull ups. So, you know, we say, Men are stronger than women. Our musculature is we're more musculature, muscular than women, and upper body strength is for the average man is greater than that of a woman. Not to say that a woman cannot increase her upper body strength through exercise, because if she exercises at at the same rate of a man, her her size, her weight, they both will grow strong at the same rate. That's what a um, a writer wrote also. That's good. So we have women bodybuilders and weightlifters who bench press uh, more weight than the average guy because they train themselves to do so. You have long distance runners. You have um, what's that triathlon? Females that participate yeah. in that. So yeah, we have triathlon. Yeah, yeah, we have extraordinary um, women that, that do those things. But for for the most part, when you have a draft, you're not drafting triathlon people who participate in the triathlon. You're not drafting the uh, bodybuilders and you know most of the people that they draft are going to be the average girl who walks down the street right right and she can't do a pull up and some of them can hardly do a push up and basic training is how long <laughs> basic training I'm not but I mean they can't I mean some you know there's a lot of a lot of people out there can't do push up you know maybe now there's more that can't you know just listen to listening on uh, this uh, being aware of what the Senate has passed, I suggest that uh, everybody get to the gym, you know, start running, <laughs> start getting yourself in shape, male and female, because it sounds like the uh, activation of this uh, selective service is a precursor for war because they, they historically they only done it when they perceived that there might be a war. That's when they right. started talking about selective services and, Everybody, if you registered and things like that. So now, you know, maybe everybody needs to start working out, winning too, so that you can be prepared for the draft. Maybe we need to prepare our, our, our men and women 
to be ready for boot camp. Well, I don't think they're going to bring. I don't think they're going to bring the draft back because, uh, you know, a lot of wealthy folks got uh, uh, sons and daughters, and they don't want to see their sons and daughters uh, uh, fighting in combat. Uh, uh, I don't think they're going to bring the draft back. And uh, if they do bring the draft back, I think that uh, we will get out and uh, get out of a lot of skirmishes because once people see women dying on the front lines in Iraq, Syria, Afghanistan, any, anywhere in the Middle East. You know, there go the attitudes, uh, 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 there go the disagreements with the war, what have you. Uh, uh, they don't mind seeing men because historically men have been supposedly fighting wars or these hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years. But once the public see young women getting killed and maimed at a high rate, because Vietnam was the last draft war, last draft war, and, and, they, and the public could not take it to see young boys dying, so they turned against the war. They don't they don't want to see the same thing happening again. Okay, well, apparently somebody thinks something's going to happen. The Selective Service was reinstated in 1980 following the Soviet Union invasion of Afghanistan. You know, so somebody, somebody thinks something's going to happen or might happen. It's time to have an, uh, this, you know, conversation about you know, increasing the ranks. The state yeah. of mission of the service is to furnish manpower to the Defense Department during a national emergency. The Pentagon has never called for the draft. I want to thank everybody for calling in. I want to thank Free Mother for Real Media for allowing me to host You will the not be able to stay home, brother. I want to thank our special guest, Tisha Brunson. You will not be All able calls. to plug in, turn on, and cop out. Thank you. You will not be able to thank lose you yourself on stag and ship out for beer during commercials more, uh, because the revolution thought. will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox and Four Parts without commercial interruption. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading the charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Still there, Carlton? Yeah, I'm here. Man, that was a rough time in the beginning, man. That they stole like 15 minutes from you, man. That's all right. Fuck it, man. I don't care. I got my shit up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, man. They only they only it, look there's something going something about to go down, Kenny. And they about to kill some women. And it's gonna be a lot of minority women getting killed. You know that? Latino, Indian, black, you know, all yeah. the rich folks. And these illegal aliens. I even say that they, they passed a law that if you're uh, you're uh, you're an illegal alien, you join the military, you get citizenship. 
This is what I say need to happen. You know, if you, you know want to have a war, go fight that motherfucker. You need to be the first guy out on the line. Whoever say we need to go to war, you need to be the fuck out there first. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so that's so senators and congressmen, man. That's that's the president. That's the president. That's the president. You know, so I don't know what to tell you. I say, hey, they they uh, women bust their ass for all these years, saying we got equal rights, we got equal rights, we got we equal, we equal, we could do anything for man. No, okay, white women did that. White women did that, Kenny, uh-huh. and black women got on the got got riding their coattails. That's what happened. Right, 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 right. Well, white women knew white women knew when to go home and cook their husbands some dinner, take care of them damn kids. But black women took it to another level. They took it to another level. They started saying, we don't need no man in our lives. Only thing a man can do is provide some dick. That's it. See, that's the shit. Huh? That's something on it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Hey, more coming, brother. Hey, look. Hey, look. In the beginning of the show, that wasn't my fault. You know, and, and, and hey, be. Man, I ain't blaming you for nothing, man. And, and be ready. This is going to happen again, man. I'm telling you, we're being monitored. Well, you know, happen this thing is... I'm doing um, rape in the military. You know, uh, 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 they, they, they might do it again in September, sometime in September. Because they did it to my show, and they did it to Daryl's show on Thursday. You know, and, uh-huh. and the sister on Sunday, she got tired. Yeah, she said, all right, I'm going to you too. I said, all right, I understand. Yeah, and like I said, and there's other black talk shows that have the same problem. We're not the only ones. You know, so that's blog talk shit. Matter of fact, if I, when I get a chance, I'll go write blog talk a letter, man. No, no, if I write them a letter, they're probably going <laughs> to get worse. So blog talk is something else, man. Yo, man, I can make you out of here, bro. All right, bro. All Always right. good. <laughs> All right. We got war coming, you know.